Welcome to our Meet the Musicians event with you, me at six in the Apple Store Kurfürstendamm in Berlin. Please welcome our guest moderator, Tom Ogden. Hi. How you doing? Um, I'm Tom and um, I play in Deaf Havana and today I'm here to interview Yumi at Six. I'm going to be opening the floor up for some questions a little bit later, so if you have a, if you have a think about um, what you'd like to ask them, um, please welcome to the stage Yumi at Six. <laughs> Bloody left me then, didn't they? Hi, boys. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Not too bad. Yeah. Jeremy, come So, yeah, just, just got you on here to uh, have a little chat, really. Yeah. Ask you a few yeah. questions, if you're interested. Here's a question. When, is, when was the first time that you guys felt like you were a unit or a team? Team building exercise, isn't it? Yeah. Deep In, uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah deep. Deep start. Deep start. Um, well, I, don't know. I mean, like when when we started the band, we all felt close enough to be like touring the yeah, yeah. touring the world together, you know. So like we always felt we've sort of always felt like a unit. We've always had that friendship there, and sort of this band was based upon friendships. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'd say from day one, and obviously, obviously the Wolf Pack, and obviously the Wolf Pack, the Wolf Pack, yeah, Stag Pack, Stag, Stag, Stag Pack. pack. Yeah. Thank you, Ray, for that. Yeah, good times. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's the meaning behind uh, your new album, Cavalier Youth? Well, it's a very good question, Tom. Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Yeah, nice nice yeah. question, Tom. It's it's right. a, means a lot. Uh, Cavalier Youth, well, when we were recording in uh, Los Angeles, California this summer, um, it was just, I think we were like the, the way the word Cavalier sounded, didn't we? Yeah. Once, uh, once we got the thesaurus out and realised what it meant. <laughs> Uh, we were like and the dictionary out to realise how to spell it. And to spell yeah. yeah, and we rolled with that idea. Um, but yeah, it just means, you know, carefree youth. And I think when we were recording, it was at a time where um, we felt very sort of, I don't know, at ease and quite liberated from our new situation with our new management and new label and whatever. So we just felt good, didn't we? We were living in a cool house, enjoying each other's company. Yeah. And that was that. We were pretty carefree, so it kind of summed up how we all felt at the moment. Nice. At that time, so what better than to uh, call the album that, really? Yeah, perfect. If you could pick anyone, who would be your top five bands to tour with or play with? Not, mm. not Def Havana. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, this, there's this band at the moment called Def Havana, and it's just a nightmare being yeah. out with those guys. Yeah. Uh, God. No, uh, probably Def Havana being mm. one of them, one of the five. Yeah. Um, be Foo Fighters, wouldn't it? Foo Fighters, yeah. Foo Fighters. Can we pick people who are dead? Why not? Why, Why not? not? Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Led Zeppelin. Led It'd be Zeppelin. fun. Original lineup. Yeah. I'd quite like to go back in time as well and like be in a band back in the 70s when yeah. it literally all was just like. Better. Just basically get wasted all the time and it didn't really matter. But now you mm. sort of have to. Rock and roll. Not it's be. Kind of dying out a little bit, isn't it? So. Sort of. Pop punk's not dead though. No, it's apparently that's not dead. Never die. Exactly. It's all good. Um, is that five or is that four? Arctic four. Monkeys. Yeah. Arctic Monkeys. Good yeah, good, oh. choice. good shout. Good Wrap that question up. Nice. There you go. Nicely. Be quite a good tour, that. All six bands. Yeah. That would be yeah. cool, wouldn't it? Bob Marley headline, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Shame it won't ever happen, though, will it? <laughs> no. Yeah. After show party, Bob well, Marley. with Bob Marley being dead. Yeah. No, that won't happen. Exactly. But hologram. They do that hologram, hologram thing now. So maybe two pack. Could, maybe we could go on tour with Bob Marley hologram. I mean, the question is, would you want to be a hologram 
if if we were to die, <laughs> would we perform as holograms yeah. in the future? Yeah. I would. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably Why not? Up for I'm it. dead. Up for that. I don't care. Then you live yeah. forever. Yeah. Answering your own question from the song. Are we going to live forever? Are we going to live forever? Yes, we are, as holograms. <laughs> yes. There you go. Technology at its finest. Check that one off the I list. I saw a hologram. Maybe, uh, maybe I think Apple are going to design our what, the next yeah. iPhone. Yeah, yes. yeah. probably. Apple are going to do the holograms, I think. Nice. Yes. I saw. A, have you ever seen a hologram performance? No. No. Terrible. Maybe we won't do it then. Terrible. Maybe we won't bother. Thanks for the heads up. I saw one with Alice Cooper. I don't know why I was watching Alice Cooper. (laughs) Alice Cooper? What were you doing? Was was there literally nothing else to do? (laughs) (laughs) He's still alive though, right? Is he not still alive? He's He's being lazy. lazy. Couldn't be be bothered to play that day. Just just put a hologram on. Yeah. Okay. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. This is a personal question for me, really. What, I really like the artwork to Cavalier Youth, and I just wondered what, what the concept behind that was. I think, again, uh, I think it all ties in with just the name of the album, you know, like, we really like this image of, uh, we, we saw this photograph, didn't yeah. we, that a Mexican lady took. Yeah, and we basically, yeah, we saw this amazing photograph, um, but there was a couple of things that we wanted to change about it, particularly uh, we wanted it to feel a little bit more English, because mm-hmm. obviously that's where we're from. So we, we almost were inspired by this photograph and recreated our own version of it yeah. because we thought like the imagery really summed up um, Cavalier Youth. We wanted some slightly different colours that we we were sort of seeing when we envisioned the album. It was a bit more colourful. We got her permission, there, didn't we? We yes. got her permission and yeah. we actually ended up um, for thanking her um, for using the image. We ended up buying her an entire new camera, uh, like camera system oh really? and everything. And she's mm. like a student and I think that was something that she was like, inspired to be a well-known photographer. And I think for us to be able to buy her a new camera system and help her out. Um, we credited her in the album as well. Yeah, we yeah. credited yeah. her Photo that, inspired so. by. That's yeah, it was, it was cool, yeah. really cool to do. It's a good story, Bianca. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. 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 Actually, we decided about that artwork in Germany. We yeah, we did. We were 36 to Mars at the time. Nice. We were at a bar. But we did Obviously. get, but we did uh, get told that we weren't allowed to use it at first, yeah. and we were all very miserable and decided to have a beer or seven. Cried, didn't we? Yeah. As after we were in a beer hall, wasn't yeah, it? Beer Harlan. The beer Harlan. Yeah. Munich. Beautiful yeah. thing. There you go. Okay. Shinfo. Those like two pint beer things you get. Do you guys like beer? A bit young for beer, I suppose. No, you're 16. You're allowed to drink in. No. No. 18, is it? Yeah. I thought Germans were brought up. Drinking beer, yeah, as a baby. Straight, <laughs> <laughs> have some of this. Straight, straight out of the teat. Yeah, yeah. straight out of the. <laughs> Never mind. The Live and learn, don't we, Dan? <laughs> we do. <coughs> Germans. Good. What is your favourite song of Cavalier Youth and why? Should we start yeah. with this little? Do one each. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, mate. Go on. Um, mine is a song called "Forgive and Forget." Yeah. Um, it's kind of a bit of a departure to our normal sound or what we've done in the past so for me I kind of really really like it because of that and just really really proud of the, the guitar sounds and the drum sounds and everything it just sounds really really good as a whole I think so yeah. I'm going to say that one yeah I was actually going to say in the exact same song it's like a really sort of rhythm driven song it's really fun for me and Dan to play it's like something that we we've never really written before and um, yeah it was like a maybe a sort of challenge recording that song so we didn't really know what we were going to do so that's definitely my, my number one um, I think for me, sort of changes every few weeks, or whatever. But I'd probably go with right now, "Live the Lie," just because uh, I think it was the first song that we released from Cavalier Youth, and I think it was like 
one that people enjoy the most? And they like it live. I don't know. Live. <laughs> live it goes down well. Live, well. people seem to enjoy it live. So, yeah, that gives it an extra kind of, um, I guess, glossing on top of it. So, yeah, live the life for me. And it's on FIFA, so do the math. I was going to say yeah. you can forget as well, but I think <laughs> I'm going to change. Yeah, because you can't have three, three out of five. Enough. So I'm going to go cold night. Any reason why? Any reason, yeah. Can't just say cold night and just sit there. It's just a tune, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so my, which is your favourite? Cold night. There you go. There Any you go. particular reason, though? Mm, do you like song? Just because it's a good song. No, I like, uh, drum I like everything about it. It's a really cool riff by Max. So well done. Congratulations on that. Thank you, Dan. I like your drum beat in the song. Congratulations. Oh, Thanks. bloody hell. Um, what a candle as well. With your this. vocals are all right. Thanks, well. mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, Matt, your bass is actually really good. <laughs> Thanks, bro. It's kind of a different sound as well. That's yeah. why I quite like it. It's a different sound for you, me at six. And um, I believe it's actually our next single. We're about to shoot a video for it as well, so it should be cool. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be boring because I actually was going to say Cold Night as well, but I'm going to go for something different. I'm going to go for... Um, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go for Too Young to Feel the Soul because uh, it was the last song on the album that we actually wrote. And I think it's a, kind of a perfect summary of what Cavalier Youth is all about. Yeah. And it's the first song on the record. And I just think when you hear that song, I think it just, you kind of know what you're going to get for the next 50 minutes of an album when you hear that song. Mm. Cool. Cool. Uh, who's the. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Everything's cool. So that's good. Who's the biggest diva? Sorry. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Not actually a diva. Last night came swanning on the bus at uh, God knows what time. Past waking everyone up. It may have been our yeah. fault, actually. All in bed. He was climbing into people's bunks, waking them up. Yeah. Screaming. That doesn't make me a diva. That just means I'm a nice guy. No, it makes you an alcoholic. Just has, yeah. to have, has to have the bottle, the, the tops of the bottles of his water screwed off because he can't yeah. like, doesn't like opening them. Uh, yeah. He's huge in Spain as well. got a ponytail. I do have a ponytail. The, the ponytail is the selling point. Yeah. The oh USP. Well, he I did actually request that a hairdresser came on tour just to do his ponytail. Yeah, we, we shut that <laughs> down. We said no. Yeah. So made up We're trying to keep him grounded. It's quite hard. Yeah. Don't get embarrassed. I'll, be a I'll take story. the crown. I don't mind. I'll be the Sorry. diva. Good. So there you go. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you enjoy um, recording Cavalier Youth and working with Neil Abram? Yeah, it was, it was a great experience, you know, to be honest with you, to work with somebody like Neil, who's worked with bands from Linkin Park and Fall Out Boy and Aerosmith, you know, I think it was a privilege for us to work with a, a great and high-end producer. I don't think yeah. we really understood a real producer's job until we met Neil and how hard he actually made us work for this record. And I think it was just when we were all in pre-pro, we were like, this is really hard work. But then when we finished pre-pro and started recording with Neil properly, it was just like, having that beneficial factor of being like, our songs have improved massively from just doing the finer tweaks and getting us five to kind of sit there in a room together after an hour and a half, two hours of working parts out together. And just his like, ethos of how he works, he made us very disciplined, mm. you know, like something I don't think we had before. And so it, I think we have it now. I said, probably not, no. We lost it. <laughs> lost it <laughs> yeah, we, during we this. We, I think we left it last night in Hamburg, I'm not too sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, I just think it was a very disciplined time and I think that's why the record's come out how it is and we put a lot of hard work into it and we didn't really slack where sometimes before I think we've been yeah. taken away by other things <coughs> such as alcoholic times in LA the first time we were there but yeah it was yeah, it's a very really different experience. vibe at the time isn't it yeah it's nice it's nice getting with someone f like fresh as well that you don't really know and take, like, take your songs yeah you sort of well. when you work with a new like for our 
three previous records, we basically made it with the same group of people every time. So I don't really know how much more they could have brought to the table in terms of yeah. helping us develop our sound. So that's something we realize is that when you work with somebody new, um, you know, you see a new side of your band, which is really exciting. So yeah, it's good times. Yeah. Do you have any uh, tour stories? Any do you have any tour stories? Yeah, any. Well, I suppose yeah. Band, Right, there's this guy from Defana, right? He's the other nine days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't like his steak, apparently. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah this guy from Defana just <laughs> sent back his steak the other night and he got it for free. It's mental. That wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just to um, clarify that. Any tour stories? I don't know. We've, we've sort of been around the world quite a few times now, so we've definitely had some... Maybe we should just... Chris, when we start, you, you pick your favourite tour anecdote that you can remember um, last night. Maybe. He can't no. remember last night, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, my, I don't know, he probably only stole Max's quid the other day. That was good, actually. <laughs> Max, yeah, Ma okay, Max has a lucky pound he carries around with him like, around the world. And um, we swapped it for like a really shiny one. So he'd like blatantly know, and it's like his lucky pound, and he kicked off, basically. He wasn't happy, were you? No. Not in the slightest. Friends are not. Like, I'm not playing. I'm not going on stage until you give me my I, lucky card. I, I think I, I think I pulled out the diva card that day. You I never. Did. I don't normally pull the diva card, but it's quite a lucky pound. So we're so rock and roll. No, you only quid pounds. Yeah. 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 What's your? So is that your favourite? Over the recent times, yeah. Alright. Um. Don't know. Uh, did went to Australia recently. That's pretty fun. Um, Mine was actually going to be from Australia. I was going to say. When we did Soundwave for the second time, turning up at the uh, the hotel and the whole of Soundwave, like all the bands and everyone's crew and that, were all um, in the hotel bar and just walking in there and just seeing like some of your favourite idols and mm. some of your favourite bands just hanging out having drinks and you can go up and talk to and meet whoever you want. I think that was one of the, the coolest experiences mm. that we've had. Soundwave is probably everyone's favourite tour that we've yeah. ever done, I think. There isn't a band out there who doesn't like going to Australia. No one's ever been like, Soundwave really sucks. sucks this year. No, no, yeah. didn't. They put you in amazing hotels. There's always amazing bands, you know. All your you friends always there. All your friends bands. are there. And it's just, you know, you fly to each show. It's just, it's really cool. I like it. I think my favourite time was when we went to the airport before the 30 Seconds to Mars tour. She's kind of changed our metabolism now because she was just metabolism. like, oh, she's metabolism. changed the way you digest food. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> Wrong word. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Uh, hang on. I can't, carry on. No, I don't know. No, mentality, you mean? Yeah, mentality is the correct word. Thank okay. you very much for correcting me <laughs> and no, making me look like a stupid mug in front of God knows how <laughs> I didn't do room. that. Um, but yeah, so uh, well, she was... called Stags. Yeah, I think she's changed our outlook on life ever since we Tell were Tell the story then. They got another story properly. I don't even know what you're talking we're about. We're talking yeah. about the woman at the airport the woman before we went to Portugal on, on the 30 plane. seconds to oh. Mars. We basically yeah. got on a plane and because we always travel, like obviously there's all five of us, but we have like crew with us, like our tour manager and guitar techs and drum techs and things like that. So there was, I think there's about 11 of us getting on this flight and the woman like looked at us and was like, oh, you guys are stag do. And we were just like, yeah, yeah, we'll <laughs> go with that. So then basically we just pretended to be a stag do for the next month of our lives. Hence the reason why stag do Euros carried on from October till now. Part yeah. three. won't ever stop. So if anyone's watched any of our video updates, you'll see that it says like stag do Euro across everything. And this lot are running around Hamburg going stag do Euro to like random people in the streets. So if you haven't, go check that out. I think uh, a prime example of what we're talking about is we've got um, oh yeah. we've got a 
a pass that says VIS and it's got a stag set on it is a very important stag. So <laughs> that's that's how far this has gone now. Rather than VIP, it's yeah. VIS. Yeah. It's, very it's, it's, it's very the way of life. Yeah. Now, so. Very important stags. <sighs> Turning point. All right, next question. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do to try and keep tour uh, interesting, non-repetitive? Like, obviously, every day you, you load in at a certain time and sound check at a certain time. How do you keep it fresh? Um, well, it's nice and like we have friends or family come out to shows. That keeps it fresh. Um, if there's like, if we're in a cool city, we can go check out some of the local sort of, I don't know, architecture. History and that sort of stuff, yeah. but usually it's just like if there's a football game on or if there's something like I don't know, we want to watch some hard drive, that sort of keeps it. Yeah, we watch a lot of films, play a lot of computer games, um, drink a lot of beers, try and be as much as stags as possible, really. So just get staggy and just then get you staggy, tend to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. like a stag that, do. that is the hardest thing about going on tour, though, is not is it sort of not being repetitive every day yeah. and you know, trying to entertain yourself when you're not on stage, because obviously that sort of hour or hour and a half of your day is awesome, but then the rest of the day you do sort Crap. of sit around going, rubbish. I think it's quite easy for it's me. It's like being in the waiting room at the doctor's just waiting all day for something you know is going to come, but it's taking At least when it comes, it's awesome, It's usually. worth it, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what she said. It's great for me, because I'm mildly entertained by the really? smallest of things, so I can yeah. be quite happy looking at something for an hour and be like, sweet, that's good mm. some time. For an hour, yeah. looking at just anything. Yeah. Just give him a ball of string or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that bouncy ball would be good. Ball. I can use it bouncy with your own rails. thoughts. And his lucky pound. And my lucky pound. With his lucky Correct. pound. Hold my stag pass. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. How does it feel? Congratulations, by the way. How does it feel to have a number one album? It's cool. I don't think I. <laughs> I think just it's now. Cool I don't think it's. I don't think it's really any different. I think from when we woke up, it's just like, oh sweet, we've actually achieved it now. You know, like yeah. it's like after eight, nine years of being in a band, you know, on our fourth album, like we finally got a number one. But mm. I don't think it it changes much for us as mm. people. But I think for what we do as our career, you know, and how much we love playing music, is it's definitely given us more opportunities now to go and experience new things. So we've got a lot more TV performances and we're getting a lot more radio play, I find, and there's a lot more people around the world actually listening to our band now. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's def definitely opened the doorway a lot more for us. But as people, yeah. I don't think it's really changed us, you know. As you it, can it, still it, is, it is like a career milestone as well. Like yeah. if you sort of the company we're keeping now in terms of especially like UK acts, like it's Muse, Arctic Monkeys, Biffy Clyro, Iron Maiden, like those are the sort of people that have number one albums from the UK as well. So it's kind of cool to be part of that. But yeah, as Max said, I don't think it's really, it's just something for us to look back on, you know, when we're older and trying to explain to our kids or our grandkids that we weren't just like college dropouts. Yeah. <laughs> like we're like, look, we did kind of do something kind of cool. Yeah, so. I'd, like, I'd describe it as like, I was talking to my dad about it. He was like, you've been doing this for eight years now. You've finally done your apprenticeship, you know? Like you've finally got to that point where you've got a number one album. So now you're actually doing your real work now. Yeah, eight it's like year apprenticeship. Yeah, Christ, that's a bit long, isn't it? A bit long, isn't eight it? Eight year that apprenticeship, is a stint, isn't it? That is a bit well, I know long. exactly what you mean. Yeah. You've earned your stripes. You've earned your yeah. stripes, and now it's like time for us to kind of go out there and showcase Cavalier Youth and hopefully carry on for another 10, 20 years. Yeah, it's also amazing to have a rock band, number one, because the charts at the moment is full of tat. Amen. But I mean, it's, it, yeah, that's the other thing is that I think overall it opens the door for 
not just ourselves, but all of our mates who play in guitar rock bands in there as well, because I think on that sort of level, people are, I think something that Alex Turner from Martin Monkey said, you know, a few weeks ago at the Brit Awards, that rock music goes through stages where it's sort of kind of under the radar and there's not too much going on, but it's always, you know, it's always something that's popular. Um, yeah. And it's just nice when it does get that moment of, you know, accolades or whatever. It's never going to die out, is it really? No. Oh. Yeah, something like, sludge. something like, something about sludge. Yeah. <laughs> Power through, through the sludge. through the sludge. But it's never, it's not going to be like, I don't know, dubstep. No. Even if people like dubstep or whatever. It's you ain't going to listen to that in 10 years' time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like just, it do, it came, it's gone, basically. see you later. It's real, mu it's it was real cool musicians playing real instruments live to people who feed off that energy. And I don't think yeah. you can really beat a vibe at a rock show. Mm. It's just like one of, the, one of a kind feeling, isn't it? Well, maybe a Miley Cyrus show, they're pretty... That's definitely once in a lifetime I'm joking, feeling. There's, there's no vibe there whatsoever. Bangers. No comment. <laughs> Never been there. Max, you don't like Miley Cyrus? No comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Really Next question, like please, Thomas. <laughs> Hurry <Yeah>. up. <laughs> I was just going to elaborate on minus ice for a bit, but if you want to move on. Who are your, individually, who are your musical influences? Where, where do you get your... Individually, who are our musical yeah, influences? Yeah, musical influences. Where do you get your mojo? I just can't from? stop looking at the fact that you've got static hair. You do have very static hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at that for some time. It's pretty mental, I'm it's not going to lie. The stage is really static. I've wanted to carpet. talk about that for a while, actually. It's brilliant. There you go. There you that go. might be even making it worse. <laughs> nah, that's all right. That's nah, sorted. Um, beautiful. Yeah, musical right. influences. What do you mean, like, Chewy? reasons why people, like, yeah. we, yeah, like why we play music. music? What got you into playing guitar, for example? Like? Um, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, never mind. I think, I remember the first time I got that album at Christmas, I put it in my CD player, or my CD Walkman at the time, and just smells like Teen Spirit comes on. I think it was just, like, an anthem for rock music that changed the course of history of music almost and yeah. how people write Definitely. and listen to music you know so for yeah. me it was kind of like instantly there i wanted to play guitar and still to this day trying to play guitar so do a good job mate trying to you're all right yeah. what about you boy well me um probably growing up my dad used to just put on rock bands in the car whether it was pink floyd or led zeppelin or chili peppers things like that and that was my first introduction into sort of rock music rather than getting in my mum's car and her having the radio on and it just being Britney Spears or whatever, <laughs> which I also loved. But um, yeah, this is, this is the first sort of introduction into like real guitars and drums and stuff like that. And then, and then I instantly wanted to be in a band, basically. I once asked for band members for Christmas when I was younger. Asked for band. Members. I asked my mum and dad. It's like I want to be in a band so bad. I want some band mates for uh, for Christmas. Well, if you she a few years later. <laughs> she delivered. A few years later. There you go. Um, now I'm stuck with this lot. Stuck. <laughs> Unbelievable, Jeff. Um, <laughs> I'd probably go with uh, probably Nate Barkalo from Back with Finch. He was a vocalist who yeah. I really liked. Uh, Daryl Palumbo, Glassjaw, Phil Collins. Liked him quite a lot. What about Mr. Brandon Boyd? Mr. Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Shania Twain? Sh no, not Shania Twain. But yeah, I think. That don't impress <laughs> you much. That don't impress me much, Dan. Pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. Pardon. Um, yeah, I think just vocalists that from my favorite bands basically made me want to start singing and playing guitar and stuff. So. Mm. 
Nice. My uh, my dad has always played bass and has always been uh, been a musician. So that sort of really got me into music. Like I got my first bass when I was like 13 years old. It was like this tiny three-quarter aria. And I didn't play it for a few years. And he, he always tried to make me play it and I just couldn't be bothered. And then one day I sort of got into it really. And then me, Josh and Max started a band. And happy days, basically. The happy times. So yeah, my dad got me into music. I think for me it was just uh, like family and stuff. Like there's always been guitars lying around the house and just like it was just natural to sort of pick it up and then just went from there and just couldn't put it down again so yeah. I bet the first time Chris picked up a guitar he went literally like six so months years of age just shred like yeah I'll probably play that later put it down <laughs> that's exactly what happened for me. better did smashed it and then Luke yeah. played and he was even better and was just like <laughs> they're like soloing and how like Solo offset, six months of age. Uh, what about yeah. you, Tom? We haven't asked you a question. Now you're yeah. asking us. What about you? What made you start music? Uh, I don't know, really. My, my dad was obviously a big rock fan, and we were playing, he playing it in the car like you. And uh, I, when I first saw Blink, um, that was what got me into playing drums because Travis Barker's. I didn't actually see it on, it, on, <coughs> it, on TV and stuff. Oh, okay. I, don't, I never saw them, but he was one of the drummers. I was like, how do you move that quickly? So yeah. I uh, really wanted to do. Drummers didn't have a drum kit till I was about fourteen, though. So that's pots and pans, but pots and pans. Yeah, yeah. Smashed it. You should do my parents' head in. Their fault, isn't it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've only got one more question left. Um, what's then we're going to open up to the yeah we'll open floor. The what's the best present you've ever been received by a fan? I got a remote control helicopter once. So that's pretty Did good. You? Yeah. Well, well we all got it, and I took it. But yeah. I, I right. believe I gave it to Chris Miller because he loves a remote-controlled helicopter. Yeah. Him and Matt have this obsession for like toys. Mm. Always on tour, they go and buy a toy that they'll play with for days upon end. Toys That's and pretty sweets. Decent toys and sweets. Yeah, that I like really toys and sweets. Yeah. We've had some fans that have made us really cool, like books, things yeah. like mm. that. Sort of huge books. Scrap I've got a couple. Books. I just I just moved house, so I ended up emptying out. I just used to what, get home from tour and I used to throw it all under my bed in these shoe boxes and then I had to go through it all recently when I moved and then and literally it just took me absolutely hours because I was just going through all these amazing like books and stuff like that just things that people write and pictures of sort of how many times you've met different people and that so yeah. I think that's going to definitely be um, kept until uh, until well well forever you know something to show the grandkids one day as Josh said we weren't just college dropouts you know yeah. so yeah cool. I think just whatever, basically. I think, without sounding corny, I think when people come to our show, that's the greatest gift of all. <laughs> wow. Hey? Oh, I'm just gonna throw. Hey, on, hey, on. I meant, I meant, I meant, I meant in the form of the ticket that you buy, <laughs> the merchandise you buy. That's the greatest gift you give to us. <laughs> no, <don't> you? <laughs> no. I actually got a uh, an, a chef's apron. I was posted about cooking, and I got a chef's apron. This is like flint. King of, the, King of the Kitchen. Amazing. So that's pretty good. I'd genuinely wear it. So. Yeah, not bad. We get some cool stuff. Pretty good one. You no ever bought me one. Ever. <coughs> Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell us? No. Why is it secret? Top secret? No, it's just not that, it's not as good oh. as all you, what you got. Oh, no. go on, you got to say. Well, I thought it was quite good that somebody got me a McDonald's apple pie one. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me made That's me quite happy at the time because I was craving a McDonald's apple the pie. The key to Max's heart, buy him a Mackey D's apple pie. Yes. You know how many of those you're going to get later now? 
probably tons. It's going to be. I'm probably going to hate them later now. Yeah. I'll Please don't get me an apple pie later. I'll have a few. You can have a few. Yeah, I know how much you like them. Right. I think that's it for the uh, for my questions. Um, I'm going to open the floor now for some questions from the audience. Um, please wait for the microphone to, uh, to come round before you start asking the question, otherwise we won't be able to hear you. So, who's got a question then? Yeah? This lady here? Um, so my question is now, after being uh, in a band like for a long time, um, do you still like get on each other's nerves or fight and stuff like that? Oh, we know how to wind each other up in seconds. We do it on purpose though. We wind each other up on purpose to keep every day exciting. AKA the reason why they stole my lucky pound the other day because they knew it would bring them entertainment for at least 45 minutes. And it went on for longer than that. We so probably argue less now, actually, as a band. We're probably more, more, more friends we now. We just join we? in together to moan about other people that have annoyed us. Yeah. Outside of us five. Or we join up to wind one person up, which is normally me. Because it apparently brings great joy to these guys, so. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, I guess we probably pick on Max quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has got a question? <laughs> this lady at the back there. She was waving her hand at you. Oh, me? Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, my question is, uh, was there like a particular moment when you knew that you wanted to do music as a real job or did it just like develop that way? Mm, yeah, I don't think we ever sort of even assumed it was going to be a real job sort of thing. Like even when we started going on tour and making a, a bit of money, we also had part-time jobs at home and we never really thought it was going to be a real job. So the day it sort of became a real job, we almost we didn't know it was going to be a real job. Yeah, but I, I, I never thought it was actually going to be I like... I think for me... I kind of felt it had to be because yeah. I left college a year early. So it's like if the band didn't work out, I was... Yeah, I was fucked. Mm. I was going to say, I think it was... In um, doghouse. I think it's when we first released Take Off, uh, Take Off Your Colours in the UK and we did a UK tour around that and uh, we headlined a place called the London Astoria. And I think for me that was like quite a big turning point because that was the venue I used to go to when I was younger, going to see all my favourite bands from My Chemical Romance to Newfound Glory, Finch, like etc. and so forth. And the minute we headlined there and saw that I was like, oh this is actually pretty real then, we're doing this now quite a lot so maybe I should think about doing this full time. Thank you. We basically just didn't have enough time for real jobs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Getting by on three pounds a week. There Working at Sainsbury's. Yeah. Anyone else got any questions? Yeah, maybe at the back. Oh, we got one. We got one on the, on the left. Oh, sorry. You go skipped out, Tom. Oh, Here we go. Uh, what would you do if you weren't in a band? Um, uh, now. <laughs> professional footballer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you actually have to be good at football to be paid to do it. So. Probably not. I'd be the mascot. <laughs> Probably. Ball boy. Ball boy. Yeah, I'd be the ball, ball boy. boy. Which don't get paid, so <coughs> not a real job. Well, then I'd probably be living off my mum and dad, being there the ball go. boy. There you somewhere. go. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. What I, I don't know. I have no idea what we were doing. There was no fullback plan. There was no plan B. So. And there isn't one now either. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen next. I think it's just something generally, something generally in music, to be honest with you. I think we've all got different passions in different areas of music that... I think the reason why we're so lucky to be in the band first place is that we all had a mutual love for music, but we were quite lucky that we fell into the time and the placing of it. So if it wasn't for playing music, it'd be if it was something in production side of music or songwriting, I think that's where I'd be. Cool. And right Happy days. Yeah. <laughs> this, this lady here? She's keen. 
Hi, um, back in 2011 you were touring with small bands like Canterbury and the Marines and then in yeah, last November you were touring with a huge band like 30 Seconds to Mars. What's the main difference in touring with small bands like the guys back in 2011 and then with a huge band like 30 Seconds to Mars and would you say you prefer touring with the lads or with the huge band like Jared and Shannon? We prefer uh, playing with the stags, don't we? I think they're just different. Different, it's very different it's experiences. Different. I think, you know, when we tour with our friends that we've already known before going on, on the road with them, it's sort of like a, like we're doing with Death Fan, like we already know them, we're already friends with them, so sort of slot straight into it day one, playing, you know, little club shows, and, and that's one experience. And then the other experience is going on tour with an arena band like 30 Seconds to Mars, and you may not necessarily hang out with them as a band as much as you would on other tours, but you're playing these huge shows and it's a chance to kind of win over new people and show people your music. So it's, it's two different experiences, but... You definitely feel like you have to be slightly more professional at the um, 30 Seconds to Mars style tours because they're so big. You think to yourself, God, yeah, we, we should really play well tonight. AK stacked the year on that it tour. It gets very, yeah. uh, on the stage, it gets very <laughs> professional. But, but I think um, also for a, a viewer, uh, like a somebody attending the show, like, there's always going to be times you enjoy going to a gig at a, a smaller venue yeah. than a bigger venue, but it's just what it is, I guess. The smaller ones, yeah, more f I find them a bit maybe a bit more fun. Yeah. yeah. Very sweaty. Yeah. A bit more personal. Yeah. I do like a good gig, though. Big gigs. Big gigs. Big gigs. Big gigs. No gig. one's going to turn down playing a big gig, are they? No, not really, They're no. They're good fun. It's scarier. Scary fun. Anyone else got any questions? Uh, lady in the front row? Which one? This one. Uh, what's your favorite song overall that you've ever written from any of your albums? Did you get your camera in, by the way? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, she wanted to bring a camera in yesterday, and she asked me. I didn't know if she was going to be allowed or not. Oh. I recognized her, and then I realized there that you, go. you got a camera in. So, quid's in. Beautiful. I think we should start for Chew. Favorite song of all time we've ever done. What, that we've done? Yes. Ever. Um, I know it's probably gossip. <laughs> well, now you say it. No. That was your finest moment. Um, I'm going to say Forgive and Forget again, just because it is legitimately oh. my favourite song that we've ever done. Boring. Yeah. I think, um, <laughs> well, I can't say it's my favourite song on the new album and then say it's not my favourite song. It's true. I think one of, one of the best songs we've ever written is a song called Crash off one of our older albums. I just think it's uh, like a really good song that never got given the time of day because our label at the time were absolute morons and almost <laughs> just didn't care. So I think that's one of our favourite songs you've ever written. Yeah. Oh, that's a big, so big moment then. It's like it therapy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say how you really feel, Mr. Barnes. Uh, say <laughs> how you really feel. <laughs> Don't know. I like maybe Underdog, I think, because when we play that song live, people seem to just... It's like we could be playing the worst show of all time, but we'll play Underdog and it's like everyone just switches and suddenly goes crazy and loses all their inhibition, just has fun, and that for me is the most sort of rewarding part of the set, is playing a song and seeing people really enjoy it like that, so probably underdog. Cool. Dan? I'm gonna go with... Cool. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with Take Your Colours, just because I still like the song, and we wrote it so many years ago, whereas usually with the first album you tend to think, God, we were like 15, 16 back then. Yeah. Kind of don't like it anymore. Whereas I think we still play Take It For Colours now and 
the crowd seems to enjoy it and we enjoy playing it and it's fun to play, that kind of thing. So. But I do prefer Cold Night, obviously. I'm going to go for an oddball. Oh. I'm going to go for the song When We Were Younger. The yeah. last song I've seen is Never Sleep just because it's, it's quite different to anything we've done before. It's I'm very trippy. Yeah, but it was, it was done by the programmer who does work for Bjork as well. And that was like the first time of working with a different kind of programmer who does anything outside of our world. And I think it's really the kind of the feel of the songs is that kind of constant build up where it's like building up to a crescendo. And it's just going on for ages. People think, God, you meet at six and we write three minute songs that are pop and this one's nearly seven minutes long and it's, I've had enough of it by five minutes, you know, <laughs> so. For me, I just thought it was quite different, and like I like. I think personally, in music, like you should be allowed to take risks with writing music, and you're always going to get people who prefer your older stuff, or they're going to love your newer stuff. But for me, that song just stands out compared to a lot of other songs. So, yeah. Cool. Any more questions? Uh, this lady at the back there. Good at this, am I? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> you are Doing good. well, mate. Actually, new <laughs> career. <laughs> Presenter. So my question is really simple. Who came up with the band's name? And what's the meaning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in it now. Uh, right, basically. Josh is to blame for that one. Yeah, what happened was um, we were about 15 and we had to have a name because we were playing a gig and we needed it for a flyer for our first ever show. And so, um, I just got a weird, you know what I was getting at? That was, uh, this, I think this is this woman's camera down the front. Oh, she's just oh. trying to take a photo. It sounded like Zelda. Threw <laughs> <laughs> him off. Zelda. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, and basically, we, yeah, we needed a name. And I used to say to Max, when we go out on a Friday night, uh, you meet at six. It's like an abbreviation for our plans before we go out. And then we thought that we'd change it when we came up with something better. We didn't. And then eight years later, I've still got it. Do, so you, do, you, do, you remember, do you remember that logo we had as well that Pete Wontetley did? It was like that the blue, man the, the, the yeah, man and the woman yeah, logo that we put on our on the first ever set list we ever did. Do you know? Uh, I've got uh, it on my laptop. Sure you got it on your laptop? Yeah, please. It's a classic logo. Yeah. It's not like the VI, is it? No. no. So I'm to blame, basically. Long story short. All that. Cool. We've got time for one more. So uh, this lady here, second row. Hi. Uh, if you could no. meet one artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Meet one artist who's yeah. dead or alive. It'd be a bit awkward if they were dead, though, wouldn't it? Mm. Don't know if I have much to say back. No. It'd be a very one-sided <laughs> conversation. It'd be a bit cold, wouldn't it? Um, I think I'd quite like to meet Chris Martin from Coldplay. So I reckon, I reckon he's, I reckon he knows a thing or two about life as well as music. Him or Drake. Yeah, it's good. I'd like to party with Drake. I'd like to rap with Drake. I can't rap. <laughs> I'd like for him to rap at me whilst rap I listen. Battle. You, yeah. want, you want a rap battle? It'd be a very one-sided rap battle, but rap it'd be Drake. fun. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd quite like to um, maybe just ask John Lennon what the hell was going through his head at any point of his life. Like, it's, it'd be a very <laughs> interesting conversation to have, you know, like someone like that. Like, yeah. It really, really did like push boundaries. Like, sure. Mm. Mm. I, I mean, I know what's going on. It began with... A and then it would D. <laughs> <laughs> Acid. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, you probably worked there, didn't it? Got a good things to say. Yeah, exactly. Um. Don't know. Jimi Hendrix, I guess. 
Hendrix for you. Jimi Hendrix. I, think, you're, I think I know what you're going to say, but what? I think you're going to go for John Bonham. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say for John Bonham. Because I kind of was thinking Jimmy Page. So but then me and you can do a t yeah, double team. Exactly. Oh, double team. Double Ooh. team with Jimmy <laughs> Page and John Bonham. Yeah, Jimmy Page or, I don't know, I think it would be really interesting to meet Michael Jackson. To be honest, you're just like the king of pop himself. Like, he shaped up a lot of music in a lot of people's lives. If you, if you like rock music, you could still like Michael Jackson. I think mm. anybody who likes music can listen to Michael He's Jackson. universally loved. Yeah, it? and he was just, I don't know, he just seemed like a people's the people's person, you know. Mm. Seems Probably very the down to work. Artist, yeah, it? you know, there's not going to be any artist like him ever again, you know, which is right. sad to say, but yeah, I'll go, go Jimmy Page or Michael. Maybe Jay-Z. Pick two, did you? Oh, you picked two as well. Everyone's picking two. Jay-Z. Well, you could cool. get John Lennon, dead, yeah. Paul McCartney, alive, and go, right, discuss, sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just talk about what happens. <laughs> go from there. So Jimmy Page, it's a, yeah, sandwich with Matt Barnes in the middle, isn't it? Sounds good. Matt Barnes sandwich. You're the, you're the filling to their sandwich. Ooh. Cool. So. There you go. So, well, meaty sandwich. Thank you very much for everyone for their questions and thank you for letting me be a terrible <laughs> host. No, you're great, mate. You are quite well. I, I personally want to congratulate you. Should have a round of applause. Give a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. The static hair. Smashed it, mate. You still there? Yeah.